2: So Stetson Bennett, two-time national champion. Why isn't he drafted, boy? He looks good throwing the ball to me. And the next thing you know, summertime, he gets arrested. Next thing you know, oh, wait a second. All of a sudden, Stetson Bennett is put on the IR by the L.A. Rams. Why, you ask? Nobody knows. But it isn't football. It isn't injury. It's personal. It's personal. I remember when Stetson Bennett walked out of that Dallas police uh, department and he was looking all crazy for a public intox. I didn't blame him. I'm like, hey, man, you're young. You won two national championships. You play for Kirby Smart, a coach that absolutely has no discipline. It's an insane program. Girls are throwing themselves at you. Dudes want to hang with you. And you end up getting pinched. All right, that happens. But there's something more to it. Remember this, ladies and gentlemen. There is always a freaking backstory. I tell you this all the time. Most of you don't listen. Most of you look at some idiot reporter who gives you the front, and next thing you know, you're like, well, I don't know why that happened. There's always a freaking backstory. We don't know what the backstory is, we have no idea. But we know this it ain't good for Stetson Bennett. You know, that 26-year-old kid that led Georgia to a championship was supposed to be more mature, was supposed to be better. Oh, he's going to be Joe Montana. He's going to be Tom Brady, underappreciated. All he does is win. No, 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 no. And this is Sean McVader, certain things, bigger, more important, out of respect for the particulars and the specifics. We want to be able to keep it in-house, and that's where I'd like to leave it, please. Yeah, the dude's whacked out somehow, some way. Speaking of whacked out, I don't understand this. I don't know why you do this, but Colorado State head coach Norvell decided he was going to take a shot. He was going to take a shot (laughs) at Deion Sanders. Now, look, I don't blame you. You got to do what you got to do. And, of course, Ryan Clark on Twitter said, well, it's racist. Everything's racist. He – Jay Norvell said, I take my sunglasses and my hat off when I'm talking to adults. That's what my mother taught me. Well, Ryan Clark said, well, is that insinuating that Dion's mother didn't teach that? Ryan Clark's an idiot. But this guy might be a bigger idiot or he might be an evil genius. Let's hear from him. And I sat down with the ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother <laughs> talked So, Yeah, well, good for you, man. Good for you. I'll tell you why it's good for you. Because, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, we got us a situation In Boulder this weekend. Game day is there. High noon is there. Fox is there. It's going to be glorious. And this just made me stay up till 1 o'clock in the morning. I think the game starts like at 10 o'clock our time. Look, you can acquiesce to this guy. I mean, what is this guy? He's won two college football games. I know he's the greatest to ever play. Good. That was a long time ago. A lot of guys are the greatest to ever play their position a long time ago. So good for Jay Norvell. Good for him. But I will tell you something. I guarantee you this, and this is a take you will not hear from anybody else. The black kids on his team are going, yeah, really? I like Dion. I think Dion's kind of cool. <laughs> I'd like to play for Dion. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, as soon as I heard that, I go, hey, man, you won your little show here, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the game. But the kids on your own team are like, hey, man, I think Dion's pretty cool. This guy here, Novell, reminds me of every high school, grade school, CYO coach I ever had. I'm telling you. That's what the kids on his team are thinking. That's exactly what the kids on his team are thinking. They are. Don't at me about it either. Uh here's Dion's response.
3: Yes, sir. I'm minding my own business, watching some film, trying to get ready, trying to get out here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan
2: said about us. Talk to us. Once again, uh, talk to us. why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts up, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition,
3: they un- messed mess around and made it what? It was
2: just going to be a good game. They un- messed mess around and made it personal. It was going to un- be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they un- messed mess around and made it personal.
3: Do have to <laughs> to last to Come on, Craig. last
2: Yeah, well, Deion Sanders is full of shit. I mean, let's just be honest right here. He's full of crap. Because all they do, his son did, he's done, is talk about the other team. Like, we don't talk about nobody. No, you're, no you're, 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 you're full of crap. Look at what his son said after the game. Matt ruled this, Matt ruled that. Look at what Deion Sanders said after the first game. The defensive coordinator uh, of TCU dissed his son. That's all Sanders and them do. But I get it. When you talk like this and you go real fast, you know everybody's going to listen to you and say, yeah. No, this is the only place you'll hear that. The Osan is full of crap with that. That's their thing. They talk about the other team. Now, they're all sad. Actually, they're not sad. They're just talking about, hey, look, here we go. But to say I'm just minding my own business, watching film, all they do, his son talked about Matt Rule. He talked about the defensive coordinator at TCU. They're full of crap, and I like it. I'm here for it. I am. I am here for it. So let's see what happens. People figure here are going to throw 50 up at Colorado State. Look, I don't know. Maybe Colorado State did a little talking because they know they got something different. I don't know. We're going to see. But all the talk really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. What's going to matter is how you play. And then after the game, I guarantee you will hear Deion Sanders, his son, and other guys talking about the other team because that's what they do. So he's full of crap, but I am here for it. I'll tell you what I'm not here for. I'm not here for our racist president. We have a racist president. Like, you know, they always said back in the day when criminals were burning down our cities in the summer of love, silence is complicit. If you didn't speak out, then you agreed with what was being done. All right, yeah. Like if every white dude didn't speak out against the criminals that were burning down our cities, then we were complicit. We were supposed to go along with him. Hell, I did. It turns out that's all crap. I mean, let's be honest. So now we have a very racist president of the United States. Well, all right, let's play a game. Is this racist or not?
0: See record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers without high school diplomas.
2: There you go. African-Americans and Hispanics, you know, workers without high school diplomas. I'm going to go to the YouTube chat. That's racist as hell. I mean, we we made things out to be racist that couldn't have been racist a couple years ago when we actually listened to idiots when we actually listen to morons yelling and screaming that everything you said was racist. I said I wouldn't go in a pool with a woman that wasn't my wife and that was sexist. (laughs) Is this racist or not? You're damn right this, we have a freaking racist president. We have a president that is externally racist and not a word is said, not one word is said by the legacy media. Zero, zip. Nada. Zilch. Nothing is said by our legacy media. Not one damn thing is said. Nothing. So I got to ask why. Are they complicit? Are they racist as well? My answer would be absolutely. Absolutely they are. We have the most racism in our country, the biggest divide right now. Because our media is scared to death that if they criticize Joe Biden, if they call out his racism, that will help Donald Trump. That whole thing about Trump whatever syndrome could not be more accurate. Trump derangement syndrome means CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox will call it out, Gannett. New York Times, Washington Post will not call out this racist stuff. Donald Trump says the and they say it's racist. A Republican says it and they say it's racist. But somehow, some way, this is not even covered. The Washington, or excuse me, the New York Post covered it a second. We literally have a moron, a moron that sits there in front of a podium as the president and spews your grandfather's stupid stuff about race and not a word, not a single word. Wait a second, wait a second. Why aren't we burning down cities because we got a racist president? Why aren't we calling for his removal because we got a racist president? Why aren't African Americans and Hispanics stepping up? Because we got somebody that doesn't basically say, says that not only, he didn't say college degrees, he said high school degrees. You know, play it again, fellas. Play that video again and give it a listen. It's quick. See record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for. African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers without high school diplomas. You know, workers without high school diplomas. Can you imagine, just for a second, if anybody else said that? I'm not even talking about Trump. I'm not even talking about all white dudes. I'm talking about black dudes, Hispanic dudes. I'm talking about women. Gay, lesbian, a transgender person in power says that. Can you imagine if somebody other than this guy said it? And I got to tell you, I don't understand. I honestly don't understand why the legacy media is so scared of this guy other than to say they're afraid they think he's the only guy that can beat Donald Trump, so all of them are afraid. Look at your Twitter. Look at your Twitter. Go to ABC News. ABC News doesn't say a word about it. 17 million, 17 million people are followers of this. You know what the third tweet down is on ABC News and his efforts to disqualify Former President Trump from the 2024 ballot under the 14th Amendment game speed. There is nothing on ABC News. There is one of these new attorney for Hunter Biden, who's facing felony gun charges, tells ABC News George Stephanopoulos that the statute is likely unconstitutional, unconstitutional. And expects it to be dismissed. That's what ABC News. This is going back. Nothing. Nothing about the president of the United States. Nothing about him being a flaming racist. Not a word, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't, well, it's just Joe Biden. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I mean, you can look it up for yourself. You show me where ABC News... I can use NBC. I can use anything you want. I can use any of these legacy medias. Not a word. You go back till tomorrow. Not a word. We're talking about Legionnaire's disease. We're talking about an auto worker's... I mean, we're talking about a lot of stuff. Sandy Hook, Alex Jones. But not a single word about, about Joe Biden... Being a racist. Of course, there's something about Sarah Huckabee. Isn't that infuriating? I mean, even if you're a Democrat, but if you have common sense, I would think you'd be hostile. I'd think you'd be like, wait a second here. In this climate, why does this guy get away with this crap? I'll tell you something else. Let's go to his son got indicted. So his son gets indicted, right? Hunter Biden gets indicted on gun charges. Okay. But they're going to say, they're going to spin, and it's going to be supported. And I just told you this with ABC News. I just told you this. Hunter Biden expects to get off because the statute that he is indicted under is going to expire. Three gun charges. Three gun charges is what Hunter Biden's been indicted. But you know what? Where's the tax? Where's the hookers? Where's the blow? Where's all the peddling? Yeah, you got an indictment. But Vivek Ramaswamy said, don't be fooled. This is a blank show. This is a smokescreen to get you distracted from all the other crap the guy has done. He's probably right. Because why? I've told you earlier, there's always a backstory, man. There is always a freaking backstory. Always. Not sometimes. Not once in a while. Always. I'll give you the backstory. So let's talk a little Ryder Cup. So, Full Swing is a documentary on Netflix. It's pretty good, it makes you really dislike Justin Thomas. I mean, if you're a guy with some satchel, you're like, yeah, okay, get away from me. You know what I mean? Why did Justin Thomas, why was he able to use a homophobic slur and come back as like America's guy? Who decides these things? Well, there's a couple things. Netflix full swing. Netflix full swing has been denied access to the Ryder Cup. Netflix full swing says, hey, look, uh, we don't need full swing in there. We don't want full swing in there. And good for the Ryder Cup guys. Full swing's a cool documentary. It's great. But the players said, we don't want it in there. We don't need it in there. That's not what we want. It was one of those where we gathered. I talked to every individual, laid out scenarios, and they felt like it was best to navigate that week of the tournament in a manner where the sanctity and sacredness of Team USA is preserved. All right. Okay. Well, there you go. No full swing. Yeah, hey, I don't care. I don't care about this story either. Justin Tom- or uh, Dustin Johnson says, I was snubbed. I was snubbed for the Ryder Cup because of Liv. No, he hasn't played well. Now, I'd love to be part of the team, but to be honest, I haven't really played that well. There's your answer. There's your answer. This year, I haven't played well this year, but I played well enough to be on the team. Yeah. I I didn't have the best year. Was it good enough to make the team? I think so. If I'd have been playing on the PGA Tour, I'd have made the team. Do I think I can help the team? Absolutely. Well, tough. You chose. Big deal. This is a complete non-story. Dustin Johnson saying, hey, guess what? I would have, could have, should have. You took the money. You took the money. When you take the money, guess what? There's consequences with it. They told you this isn't like, uh, I don't know, this isn't like that, well, we didn't know. We, we, We didn't know. Oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't make the team. Who knew? No, you take money, there's consequences. You took the money, you haven't played worth a damn. I, in fact, I don't remember seeing you anywhere. Not that I pay attention, I pay more attention to your wife. She takes her clothes off, sticks her finger in her mouth. That's what we like, apparently. <laughs> all right, you remember Oliver Anthony? Oliver Anthony is all the rage. Oliver Anthony is the guy who really resonated with his songs about the elite in Washington, rich men north of Richmond. Well, he was going on tour, but he canceled his shows over ticket prices. Good for Oliver Anthony. Let's hear from Oliver Anthony, a man finally in this United States of America that stands on principle.
0: I had to pull off on the side of the road and make this video. I'm, uh, my adrenaline's pumping, man. I'm pissed off right now. And don't buy Cotton Eye Joe tickets for $99 a piece. And sure as hell don't buy VIP passes for whatever they're on um, I have a buddy of mine who's not a booking agent he's a friend of mine he's a full-time plumber and I'm trying to hire him full-time as my booking agent and uh, he agreed to the show I guess without asking for the what the ticket prices are I'm um, don't pay $100 for a ticket that's horse <laughs> Uh if we've got to cancel the venue and play somewhere else we will uh, I didn't agree to it and I don't want you to pay it so please don't just I'm just trying to get the word out now it's I, I don't know when the event got posted but
2: that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. While well, all these pigs and slobs can't wait to go on tour and take all your money, while Ticketmaster can't wait to charge you a, you're wearing a shirt fee. You got a bald head. Your head's over size seven, so you got to pay a head fee. Man, if they did that, it would cost me a lot of money. What is, it hap- what is happening here? Oliver Anthony's saying, I no, don't do that. I didn't know they were going to be this much. I didn't understand they were going to be this much. So guess what? Don't pay it. Don't pay it. That simple. Good for him. You know, it's very, very weird. It's very weird how in this world, everything has gone up in price. Do you know that when you go to the grocery store, if you compare prices, it's almost most things are up like 100%. Do you know what dots are? Dots are the best pretzels ever. If you get the cinnamon dots pretzels, they're those thin, straight pretzels. Dots is up 100%, at least what we were paying. Like, that's pretzels. I like pretzels. Guess what? Dots, eggs, diet A&W, that's the one that really pisses me off. So finally, somebody is saying, hey, hang on here. Hold the phone. don't need this. I don't want this. Last night I went to an auction. Last night I went to a fundraiser and there was an auction. And one of the auction items, the Lucas Oil family was there. One of the auction items was two seats in a suite, Lucas Oil suite for the Taylor Swift concert. Went for over five grand. Two seats, Taylor Swift, five grand. And I told the guy that bought. I said, "I think you got a pretty good deal." He goes, "I know." He goes, "I thought they were going to go for ten grand, ten grand to go to a concert of a woman whose music is just eh, okay." I mean, you know, a little whiny, mad about boyfriends. But think about that just for a second. Look, the suite's in the middle of the stadium. It's Lucas Oil Suite in Lucas Oil Stadium. But the stages are over here and over here. $5,300 fifty three hundred is what it went for. And he got a deal. Man, that's crazy to me. What's the most you would pay for a concert? I swear to God, Lee and I, we go every year, we try to do it VIP. This year we went to Nickelback. There's a good show. You can hate on me all you want about Nickelback, but that's a you problem, not me. They put on a good show. Not great. It was a good show. I told her, I go, look, 300 bucks a piece is about it for me. I don't know. It's a good experience. It's fun. Ruoff's a great place here in Indy to go see a show. It's fantastic. But I I don't know. That's the way it looks like to me. I, I don't know how you feel about it. All right, last night we gave you a winner. We did. We gave you a winner. And guess what? It won. I've been cold. I've been really cold, but I'm on fire this week. Yeah, I am. Last night, I told you we're just taking the Eagles. And what we did was we took the Eagles. I should have told you this. I should have put it. We took the Eagles, and we took Memphis football in a parlay. I figured Memphis would roll Navy. Well, they were about to roll Navy, and then they fumbled on the two, and then I had to hang on here. But they rolled, and Jalen Hurts came back. Here's what you got to understand. That was an easy win. If I had the opportunity... If I had the opportunity to do things like, I don't know, bet a blank ton of money so that minus 245 didn't crush me, you know what I'm saying? Minus 245, you got to bet $245 to win 100. If you do this based on the financial market, all right, stocks, you get over 33% of your money back in a couple hours. You know you don't get 33% invest, uh, return on an investment very often on anything. But if you look at gambling like a business, I pay $244 to get over one third back, and it's going to be in less than four hours. That'd be pretty good. If I took $2,450, it'd be a thousand dollars back. It's pretty good return on your investment. You would take that anytime with your guy from Wells Fargo or American Funds or anything else. So that's what we did last night, but we put it in a parlay. Later on in the show, I'm going to have a couple of bets for you, one I love, one I absolutely love. I don't like it. I love it. And Ryan ain't wrong. This is what we do in our backyard. We dig a hole, and we put all this money in there. That's right. I'm trying to make 10 grand. By December 3rd, right now, I'm at $500, excuse me, I just lied to you. I'm at $439. My goal is ten grand. It includes everything. It's going to include, well, gambling, door dashing, cameos. I do a lot of cameos. People make fun of me doing cameos. But I want you to think about this. And, of course, it's going to involve Saturday afternoons, and I got a good one for you. I'll tell you which one I'm not betting. tell you which one I'm not betting. I'm not touching Indiana. Here's some advice for all of you people that gamble. Never bet on or against Indiana football. Never bet on it. I have been betting Indiana football since 1990, maybe even earlier than that. Not every week, but enough to know. Don't ever do it. Don't ever bet Indiana football first. It makes you have to watch the game. And nobody wants to watch Travion Williams or Travion Jackson Davis or whatever the hell his name is. Nobody wants to watch that action as a quarterback. Transfer from Tennessee. Number two, they always F it up. They're the Joe Biden of college football. Never underestimate the ability of IU football to F it up. All right, we're going to talk Colorado football with Andre Girard. Andre Girard is a six-time Pro Bowl lineman. He's also a Colorado alumni. Now, I got to imagine Colorado alumni are just fired up as hell. I got to imagine Colorado alumni can't wait to see what Dion is going to spring on the fellas, the in-state rivals of Colorado. I'm looking forward to talking to Andre because I got to believe he, like all of us, is expecting an absolute ass-kicking coming up here. Let's talk – hey, and I'm going to tell him, Dion's full of crap. They talk about the other team all the time. Yeah, but I ain't mad about it. Anything you can do, anything you can do as a coach to give incentive, anything you can do as a player to get that chip, I am all in for it. We'll be right back. Andre Girard, six-time Pro Bowler. Colorado will love. Hey! Can Deion Sanders win a national title? At Colorado? Can he do it this year? I'm going to the beer. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this.
4: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in a minute we're going to have Andre Girard, the coach. Well, he's he's the offensive lineman for the Houston Roughnecks, but he is a former player, five-time Pro Bowler. He's an All-American at Colorado, and I got to tell you, Colorado is all the rage. Wouldn't you just like once? I'm looking in the YouTube chat, and there's a lot of people from Indiana and around Indiana, a lot of Indiana fans. Wouldn't you like just once, just one time in your life, Indiana to be the national story. Now, I guess we could say Indiana was the national story when they beat Michigan of Penn State a few years ago with Michael Penix and Tom Allen was all the rage, but now Indiana just flat stinks. I said before, and I'll say it again, Deion Sanders was the only interesting college football hire. And I'm telling you something right now, Deion Sanders is going to open a lot of doors for a lot of people, whether they're white or they're black, to speak their mind, to speak sense, as long as it's sense. Let me give you something here. Deion Sanders is absolutely the hippest coach in college football. He talks the way kids talk. He speaks, he acts, he moves. He does all, he dresses all the way that under, kids can understand it. I'm not just talking about black kids, I'm talking about white kids too. But here's the deal. His message reverberates with guys like me. His message reverberates with guys that are adults, guys that are parents, guys that are grandparents. It's about respect. He talks about work. He talks about what you have to do to get to the next level. And think about that just for a second. Think about the average football coach. The average football coach, like this guy Jay Norvell at Colorado State, stands up there, well, you know, my mom did this. or my Shut up. I want to smack you. You know, I think Deion Sanders, you watch this, I think Deion Sanders is changing the way college football coaches have to go about their business. Does Nick Saban have to change the way? Of course not. Would Urban Meyer? Of course not. Is is Lane Kiffin going to know? But maybe he should. You know, if you're not winning at the level that you're winning at, then you got to take a look. Now, this can all go crashing down because you and I both understand that winning – means you got to win more. And you got to win more. And then when you win enough, you got to stay there. And you can't ever leave there. I it's no different in college than it is in the NFL. It's no different. I say all the time in the NFL, what do you got to do? Win. I don't give a damn how good your players are in the community. I don't give a damn whether they pet dogs, kiss babies, wipe old people's ass. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. The only thing that matters to me in the NFL is winning. And actually, I've become that way with college. When I was a college coach. Oh, we're going to graduate everybody. We're going to have fundraisers, go to summer school. We're going to raise money for a new building. We're going to do all this. Really? You better win. You better win, period. That's it. And I hope you all understand that. See, college basketball is a long season. But you still... All that other crap in my mind means you got to win. The NBA and Major League Baseball. You can sell a team in Major League Baseball and we're building. Look what we did. Look who we're bringing up. John David Crow or some dude that plays in the Cubs center field now is a rookie. Oh, look what we got coming up. You know the trade deadline in baseball, you can actually make your team worse on purpose and people are cool with it. That ain't the NFL. That ain't college, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. So Deion Sanders is building this. He's only won two games. And the fact that he's won two games means we have got to win more and more and more and more. Period. That's it. And I'll tell you something else. All this Dion stuff will not go crashing down with a loss because he, if they lose this week, let's just say for the sake of argument, they lose to Colorado State. He's going to spin it beautiful. He's going to spin it beautifully. And frankly, the media is going to spin it for him. And I don't blame him because Deion Sanders has made football fun. Yes, he's a self-promoter, always has been. But you know the beauty of Deion Sanders? He backs it up. He 1,000% backs it up. Period. Period. Bill Martin said it best. Bill Martin read a quote, and he's on our YouTube chat, and Bill read this. He said, I don't care what we did in our last game, Deion Sanders said. I just care about tomorrow's practice. That's exactly right. So people can think Deion Sanders is a showman. People can think Deion Sanders is full of crap. Whatever you want to think. Whatever you want to think. But that ain't the case. Deion Sanders is a dude that we're all going to have to pay attention to because he is absolutely coaching his brains out. College football is hard. Look, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is a coach that went from Oklahoma To USC, Oklahoma fans, very passionate. A lot of things went on. Lincoln Riley said in an interview that his family was in danger after taking the USC job. I completely believe this. Hell, when I said something nasty, nasty, like uh, Michigan State kids couldn't get into Michigan, I had people threaten me. I had a Michigan State fan show up at my wife or my daughter's uh, workplace. People are nasty. Let's hear. Let's hear from Lincoln Riley.
1: A couple things that I just wanted to ask you about, just based on the conversation with Caitlin. She told me that you guys had to have armed security mm-hmm. because somebody broke into your house yeah. uh,
3: what happened there yeah I had multiple um, they had a lot of different people trying to break into the house the days after it happened and 95% of the fans and people out there at Oklahoma or anybody else are great but yeah you, you typically always have that that percentage
0: that that at times take it too far obviously this was one of those instances I, I heard you got packages and then they got your nine-year-olds number um, like what was the scariest part for you yeah, it was my family's safety. I didn't care about the house. I didn't care about anything else, just their safety. And we thought we were going to,
3: because we wanted the girls to be able to finish out school, um, just because the semester was almost over. And as that stuff transpired, we said, no, we got to get them the hell out of here as fast as we can.
2: Yeah, OK. I mean, you, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, why, does everybody have to be a victim? I, seriously, does everybody have to be a victim? You know, I, I guess, I, you know, he's given you a little bit of insight. I I get, you know, multiple people tried to break into his house. And is that really true? I don't know. I mean, if it's not, hmm. you know, the most interesting story of the day is I want you to listen. This is the most interesting story, and for whatever the reason, it's not being covered, including by me. You know, I've always said steroids are in basketball. I've always said this, and they should be. All of a sudden, LeBron James, his name, popped up in the Biogenesis deal. Biogenesis was a lab where they made a synthetic steroid. A-Rod and others used it. LeBron James' name popped up. Now, I will say this about LeBron James, and I've always said this about LeBron James. That's one of the hardest working dudes you're ever going to find. And I'm going back to high school. I'm going back to, you know what, he was a great dude, is a great dude, I'm sure, you know, all that kind of stuff. But he was investigated for steroids. I've always said, you know, as a basketball coach, I look at the bodies and I'm like, wow. But LeBron James works hard, man. LeBron James works really, really hard. Andre Gerard joins us, five-time pro bowler, Colorado alum, Colorado All-American, all-world in Colorado. You got Deion Sanders. What are your thoughts? How's this gone for you alums of Colorado?
3: Uh, it's, it's quite enjoyable. It's quite enjoyable. Um, it, I, I, uh, for the alums, it's it's making our hearts feel warm and fuzzy, um, being that we've come back to some sort of relevance. Uh, it's been a while since we have had a, a showing that has drawn the attention of the majority of the nation. And personally, to no-crime uh, just see the things he's doing it, it warms my heart it makes me feel good
2: you know, I said this earlier and I'm curious your thoughts on this like i, I my, my son played basketball played at Ohio State and Michigan you played okay. in Colorado I'm a dad uh, I, you know but Dion everybody's wow well, he's a showman I say well maybe he is he's always been but he's always backed it up he's mm-hmm. backed it up on the field and and as a father I listen to his message, And I'm like, wait a second. There's more to it than the showman. His message resonates. You know, I'm a white, middle-aged dude. I would send my son to play there because his message is for all people. I think about hard work, doing things right, busting your ass, trying to be as good as you can be. I think it's great from that standpoint.
3: I think when people get confused with his message, it's about – finding confidence in yourself and making sure that you have a belief in yourself that is unshaken by the opinions of others, uh, learning from other situations, but not allowing someone else's perception of you to supersede your own perception. You should feel like you're a champion. You should feel like you can conquer and do anything that you be walking to the room. And I think that's what he's trying to get across to all the people that run across him. He wants you to believe in yourself before you do anything that comes to working with anyone.
2: Uh, I'm guessing you understand this better than most. Uh, you know, there's there's always a chip on their shoulder, right? I mean, the TCU offensive coordinator dissed his son. The coach of Nebraska. See, to me, whatever you got to do, I, I don't care. Some people listen to music. Some people, Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, made up slights. You know what I mean? That's just a part of getting yourself ready. And who cares what you got to do? Just do something that works for you. Would you agree?
3: I would agree. I would agree. I think that each athlete goes into a game finding something to push you over the edge. As you alluded to, if it was Michael Jordan talking about different risks with different players and guys saying things, if it was Tom Brady, creating a completely separate narrative in his mind. If it's LeBron James thinking, you know what, my beef isn't with the players, my beef is with the coaches. or It's it's something about the fact that you want to focus on the things that you were told that you could not do. And so when you approach this game, when you're playing this game, you never let those things go because those things give you just a little bit of an edge.
2: Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, the – I mean, the difference between winning and losing is very narrow. And Mm -hmm. if something can give you an edge, well, hell yes, right? I mean, that's the way it works. Mm -hmm.
3: And so, you know, when you have an edge, there's there's a self-motivation that winds up happening inside yourself that takes you beyond your own limits. And so you begin to focus on that, that thing that caused you to feel slighted just approve a point to others and also yourself.
2: Dion turned over his roster. You were a college player. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think? I mean you know once once he started turning this over there was some criticism, there was some praise. What was your thoughts?
3: Honestly, I, I thought it was kind of hard. It, it was it was hard to really take in the true vision of what he was trying to do from the outside, you kind of got a sense that there are some players that were there that were recruited that needed to be removed. And there were some players that got caught up in being removed that still should be there. But I think when we sit back and we look at the overall process and look at the product that's being presented on the field, it's something to make people feel proud and happy. Uh, I think there are, there comes times where when a head coach comes in, there's always times where players leave. Uh, I went through the same situation with Rick Neuheisel recruiting into Colorado and then Gary Barnett coming into Colorado. There were several players that left. And so they, it's kind of like the changing of the guard. You really want to make sure you have your stamp on the program. You want to have the right guys there. The guys that do decide to stay there, that they're the right guys and they want to listen to the message that you're trying to convey to the team and go from there and and take the field and execute and play well.
2: You are an alum of Colorado. Ticket prices $500. National media, third week in a row. You got game day and big noon kickoff uh, from Fox all going to be there. What kind of football town is Boulder? What kind of football school is Colorado?
3: I will tell you that it's the type of town that when you're competitive and you're winning, it's probably one of the craziest places you've ever been in. Stadium, well, before they added on, um, the stadium wasn't that big when I played there. It was probably about fifty-six to sixty thousand, nice size stadium. But what made it feel intimidating was the fact that the sidelines are so close, and people can get out of their seats and walk to the the bars and, and touch you when you sit on the bench. So you feel like everybody's on top of you. And so I go back to the Nebraska game. Uh, that I played my senior year, and to hear stories that every time we scored a touchdown, you could hear the echo of the crowd two towns over. It, it's it's a beautiful place with the backdrop of the mountains and and everything. And I think that what the players don't know, and I would tell them, you have to get used to the altitude when you go and play in Boulder. When it gets cold, the air gets thinner, and so. It's a whole different type of event once you play later in November. And especially that game against Nebraska, my senior year, we that's the first time that we had beaten them, I want to say 10 years. And so to put up 62 points, I I was exhausted. My teammates were exhausted, but it was probably one of the best moments that we've ever had in college football.
2: Yeah. I was gonna say that's a great kind of exhaustion. Oh yeah, yeah. When you when you can actually
3: you know, leave the field and the students are rushing the field and you get to the locker room and you have spent every single thing that you had on that field, it's it's an earned exhaustion. Um, I, I talk to guys all the time and I live by these five letters that I learned in high school. And it's E T R T W. You have to earn the right to live. and that type of exhaustion. Resembles that feeling when you're fully exhausted and spent everything you had just in victory. You feel like you are. So it's great feeling.
2: Well, it's going to be a great atmosphere. Andre, congratulations on all your success as a player and, and now you're coaching. Uh, good luck to you. And I can't thank you enough, man, for spending a few minutes with us.
3: Man, anytime. Uh, I w- I'm so excited that you guys reached out, and anytime you want me to come back, just let me know, and I'll hop back
2: on again. The- That's awesome. Thanks. I hope you will. Yeah. Yes, it's going to be a fun night, man. Colorado, like I'm an Indiana alum. We- I'd love to have what Colorado has this weekend, right? I mean, how great would it be to go to, you know, Indiana, not basketball. We get that in basketball, but college football, man. How great would it be? Everybody excited in the state, come down, and the coach is cool. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. The coach is just, hey, I, he's, I, I've always liked him. reason I've always liked Deion Sanders, I'll tell you why I've always liked Deion Sanders. I, you know, he didn't ever play for one of my favorite teams. I liked the Cowboys. Everybody my age liked the Cowboys because you saw the Cowboys and Redskins and it was the greatest games. But I went to a Cincinnati Reds game, and Deion Sanders did absolutely everything with enthusiasm. Everything. He had a triple in the game, and it was like watching a locomotive. He was so fast and powerful. But then he would run out to the outfield. Then he would run in. Then he was pointing. He was talking to fans. Look, I've said this forever. I'm ugly. I'm dumb, unskilled. But I am enthusiastic. And Ralph Waldo Emerson said, nothing great has ever been accomplished without enthusiasm. And I've always dug Deion Sanders for that. It's great to see guys like Andre and the alums of Colorado being so excited. You know, and again, it hasn't been the easiest road. He got rid of like an entire roster, and next thing you know, man, people are like, what are you doing? Other coaches are commenting. Here's the deal. Other coaches should just shut the F up. Seriously. I always tell coaches in our in our coaches' meetings, look, here's the deal. You, I'm not going to criticize you for how you coach your team. Don't say nothing about me. You know, you want to beat me by 100? Fine, I want to beat you by 100. You're doing something with your team. You're doing something with your team. But I got to tell you, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting with Colorado State because that guy opened his mouth. And I I will say this. Deion Sanders is undefeated. I mean, undefeated when it comes to going back and forth with people. He's like Eminem and 8 Mile. You don't want a piece of that when it comes to talking. You don't want a piece of it on the football field or baseball field either, but uh, be careful. Anyway, we thank uh, Andre for coming on. That was absolutely Uh, fantastic stuff. When's my man on with screen caps? When's he on? I need a piece of him. Hey, all right. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, is Dove going to be Bud Light? You know Dove Soaps? Dove Soaps are very popular. Dove Soaps are what I wash my ace with. Um, Dove Soaps got this big old gal A Black Lives Matter activist that destroyed someone's career because she falsely accused another woman of being a racist, and it turned out she completely, totally lied about it. Totally lied. Let's hear what happened.
4: My belief is that we should be centering the voices and experiences of the most marginalized people and communities at all times. So when I think about what fat liberation looks like to me, it looks like centering the voices and the experiences of those who live in and who maneuver through spaces and institutions in a fat body. It looks like making accessible spaces and having conversations that are aware of the fact that people have different bodies and that they are interacting with space and people and institutions and communities in a different way fat liberation looks like fully embracing those differences and having those conversations instead of shying away from them. To learn more about fat liberation and the campaign for size freedom that Dove is supporting, visit dove.com forward slash size freedom. Tap in, join the campaign, support the campaign. This is important and we should all be talking about it.
2: Oh, shut the hell up. Shut up. You're fat and you're lazy and you're a racist. Let's just go that route with you. Just shut the living hell up. There's nothing about that woman that's interesting other than she's a fat ass that won't get on a treadmill. And now Dove Soap has gone with this racist woman to lead them. Screw Dove Soap. Fat liberation, my big fat ass. That's what I got to say. My big fat ass. I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Fat liberation. Yeah, some fat-ass woman that's empowered to sit around and eat Dove bars, now all of a sudden is going to tell us about fat liberation. She lied about a white woman, got her career destroyed, and now Dove is stupid enough. I'm I'm going to shoot my Dove bottles. I don't know if we have any Dove soap. I'm more of an Irish spring guy, but I got to see what else Dove owns. If this fat ass is going to educate me on fat liberation, let me educate her on in-shape liberation, heart disease, fat liberation, diabetes, fat liberation, all kind of health problems that we got to pay for, fat liberation. Kiss my fat ass. That's what I got to say about fat liberation. And I'm a fat guy. No, seriously. I am what would be described as obese and it's awful fat liberation. Let me ask you a question. Who has ever restricted fat asses? Serious question. Who's ever said, look at this guy. Yeah, liberate yourself from the couch. Now, seriously. Who has ever restricted? What rights don't fat people have? Seriously. Other than nobody wants to sit next to you in a bleachers. Nobody wants to sit next to you in a plane. Nobody wants to sit next to you anywhere. What rights are being described? What do you need to be liberated from? Look at this guy. You know, there's a lot of ways to get out of prison. One is you're too fat. One of the famous, uh, the Chin. I forget his name, Giancarlo or Vincent the Chin. He faked being insane to get out of prison. Hey, look, I'm going to the can for 20 years to life. I'm going to go eat some bonbons, get all thick. And next thing you know, I can't go to prison. What are they liberated from? What? Diabetes? What is it? Tell me. So fat liberation, what what, what are you liberated from? Heart disease? I mean, what are you? What are you liberated from? It? Oh, look at this thing. Oh, God. I No, turn the page. You know, I, I, see, I mean, are we going to have normal conversations? Uh, are we? Or, I'll get that off of here. That's great. Dylan, or Ryan, you're unbelievable. I mean, what? Diabetes, heart disease? Is that what we're liberated from? I mean, get out of here. Uh, strokes? What? <laughs> Fat liberation. Yeah, liberate you from that chair. Jesus, what a world. Fat liberation by a racist black woman who got a white woman's career destroyed because she's a liar. And now a major company uses her as their representative. There he is, fat bastard. Oh, man, what a freaking world. It's time people stood up. It is. Look at the boobies on that guy. Get yourself a man's ear. Joe Kinsey's going to join us. We'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Outkick.com's finest moment, every moment. It is screen caps if you have, well, if you have a propensity for humor, hot women, man stuff, it's kind of like the girly show slash 70s shows of the internet. Is that an accurate way to describe it, Joe Kinsey?
0: Thank you for having me again, Dan. I thought this show would have been ended last week. I thought this was over. I would never be back. I thought it was a one and done, but here I am. Uh, Dan, this is, again, this is what men want. I know Dan Levitard, he's a closet fan. I know Stu Gotts is a closet fan. They hate Outkick, Dan, but they love screen caps. I know they do. Uh, This is what America really wants to see in the morning, Dan.
2: Well, let's get right to it, Joe. I mean, if America really wants to see it, there you go. Screen caps. We've got one, two, three, four, five hot women. We've yeah. got one with a flag. we got one drinking a beer. I mean, let's be honest. Libby Dunn isn't America's sweetheart because, well, she got hurt and didn't participate in gymnastics this year. She takes her clothes off, she sticks her finger in her mouth, and everybody goes nuts, Joe. So that is what America's want. What are you bringing to the table today, Joe?
0: Well, you know what, Dan? I have no idea what the uh, what Nick and the team has brought out of the uh, this week's additions. We didn't go over it, Dan. This is all going to be brand new to me. I don't have any ideas. But uh, listen, that's how this segment goes. We freewheel it, Dan. I don't care what happens. I just, I just react to whatever I see on the screen. Roll the tape.
2: Yeah, roll the tape. Roll the tape. What do we got here? Oh, God. Okay, Dan. Oh, God.
0: Right, Dan. This is hockey goalie, yeah. Akela Demeter. I think that's how you say her name. Hell, I don't know. It's, she's Canadian, Dan. No idea how to pronounce a Canadian last name. But, Dan, she is actually a hockey goalie. She actually played like junior women's hockey, biological women's hockey, Dan. She's 100% biological woman, uh, and she was a goalie. I watched the tape.
2: Let me ask you a question. What does it mean to be a a woman's hockey goalie? That means that she at some point in her life, like as a kid or something, like she's not a goalie right now, is she, or is she?
0: Dan, she was a goalie as of like two years ago, and then she got so big on Instagram that she gave up the goalie gig, and she said, the hell with goalieing, I'm going to be an Instagram model, big money, way more than a hockey goalie, she probably makes more than any NHL hockey goalie, Dan, that says, get the hell out of women's hockey, get into Instagram modeling.
2: And she is a wordsmith. Summer may be coming to a close, but you can always count on me to bring the heat. You go, girl. i tell well, you what. Get, good for her. Ex-
0: excellent point. She is a wordsmith, Dan. I don't know whether AI is pumping out these captions. I have no idea. But in my heart, I want to believe that hockey goalie Michaela is a wordsmith using her education and uh, dominating Instagram.
2: You know, I cheated. Um, Those of you that watch Yellowstone, Yellowstone is a really popular show on TV. I think if this next girl in this outfit went to Yellowstone, it might break all kind of records. Roll the tape. Go ahead. Roll the tape.
0: Oh, yeah. What do you think? Another, Another Canadian, Dan. Andrea, I believe is how you say it. Um, Again, I'm not up on my French pronunciations, but I'm calling her Andrea. Uh, For years, I thought she was an AI bot. But Dan, she is actually a legitimate human being, which is odd these days because usually they're they're AI bots that are uh, trying to fool you on Instagram to get your money. But Andrea is a legitimate Instagram model. The cow, Dan, they uh, this summer was cowgirl summer. I don't know if you were up on that, but it was cowgirl summer. It was a big costume. Uh, I I went to Putin Bay, Dan, tons of cowgirls there for the summer. I think it's because of um Taylor Swift.
2: Let me ask you a question, Joe. Let me go ahead. uh, You know, are we massaging this because girls put this out there? for us to see, are we misogynists for commenting on it? I, I can't feel bad about, I know people are trying to make me feel bad, but I can't feel bad for commenting on the content provided by young women. That's what they want, and we're giving them what they want. And my second question, Joe, is why do women put this out there for free? Shouldn't all this go to OnlyFans or something like that?
0: Well, Dan, these are teaser photos to tease you into OnlyFans. But again, I've told you, Mrs. Screencaps, uh, she advises me on a lot of this stuff. And she tells me that a lot of the women, they're dressing for their fellow biological women uh, friends. So they want the admiration of the biological female community, Dan, and so they uh, they they want this scene. They want to tease the. They, they'll also tease the OnlyFans. You know, you, business is business. But uh, you know, you got to throw a little. You got to throw a little bait out there every now and then. Dan, get the get the fishing line wet.
2: No, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw some throw some chum in the water, and boys will always follow. That's right. Just sniff around until they find it. All right. Uh, I like this next one. This one. Go ahead. Uh, Roll the tape. Right.
0: Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what a week for aliens, Dan.
2: Joe. Joe, there's a lot of people in Congress that we could put that head, their head, on that body. Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein need to iron their face. Uh, horrible. If you if you ever find a nude. Of either of those two, you got to put them on tape, but you could put a lot of these ninety thousand year old politicians and do just what Joe Biden's face is there on this mummified alien George Dan yeah,
0: nothing, nothing did more for the bipartisans of the United States. It was a big week for bipartisans around here, Dan. You had a lot of people that hate the old politicians, Dan. they hate the old politicians. And the, and the Mexican mummies was perfect for the Internet. You can throw a ton of politicians' faces on there, and it works. Mitch McConnell would work well on here, right? Dianne Feinstein, she, I believe she was in yesterday, uh, maybe today. Check the You have to check screen caps. But anyway, a lot of politicians are ending up on the bodies of the Mexican aliens uh, that are 1,000 years old.
2: You know, uh, this just in, Nick number two says my hat matches my shirt, and I think he's right. I got some houndstooth going, and I I ain't mad about it. My goal is to be popular enough or hated enough that they put my head on the Mexican alien. I'd feel good about myself, Joe. You got to have goals, squad goals, the kids call them.
0: Let's do it for next week. Let's put your head on the alien.
2: Okay. I bet you Ryan can get that done. Before this segment is ended, but that—that's—I want you know—I want a hate group to come at me. Joe, is that weird? I want to go somewhere in a college campus, give a speech, and get attacked. Is that weird? Uh,
0: Why don't you do one in Purdue? I I figure like Purdue would would have you,
2: and it it would be all hate, right? They hate you there. I think so. I I think so. I'm not sure. Well, they might like me because I wasn't a good enough player. For them to ever, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, know. I thought they hated I you over there.
0: Go ahead, roll the tape.
2: No. Right.
0: Oh yeah, here we go.
2: Former President Donald Trump arrives for a tailgate at Amicalola Row, an agricultural fraternity. He'll watch the game. There you go. What do you think of Donald Trump, frat man? Uh, this was
0: this was a perfect setup, a perfect tailgate. I love that he stuck the you know, he's going in flipping the burgers and one of the Secret Service guys was like, you're way too close to the president with that flipper. Get back to one of the frat boys. And uh, listen, what a scene. I love that Trump was just in there amongst the people flipping burgers, waving to the crowd. It was a good thing. I don't know if you saw the middle finger Trump gave to some of the haters in the stands. That was beautiful. I mean, this is love him or hate him. You've got to love moments of pop culture like this, Dan. I do. This is what I live off of. I live off this stuff. This is what we have to see. It's like the Dion thing. Oh, Dion's horrible for society. He's the worst. Dion is great for business, Dan. Dan, think how much you talked about Dion this week. Great for business. You know that. I know that. Society needs to get on board with it.
2: Here's the biggest question about Donald Trump: Would you vote for him if he were in prison?
0: Wow, Are you, is he allowed to win in prison? By the way, Jim Traficant, who he was out of like Youngstown, Ohio, right? Dan, didn't he win from prison? I think he did. Yes, I think he won from prison. Yes, it is possible Trump could win from prison. Uh, listen, I'll vote for him in prison. That would be that would be good for content, Dan. I'm all about content.
2: See, we are all about content, and we yeah. are all about keeping it 100%, yo. That's how we roll. All right, I think we got a video. Do we have a video? I think we have roll, a video. Roll the tape.
0: Oh, I love this one, Dan.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, oh.
0: She's going to make it. Oh, boy. Here she goes. Look at the handshake, Dan.
2: Give me
0: Give me five. I mean, come on, Dan. I love the segment, Girls on Game Days. Uh, it's it's September. It's hot. You get a little few cocktails in you, and you try to shake hands, Dan. At least she wasn't throwing fists. I know you're big on people throwing fists these days. You've been hot over that. I've watched you get hot over that. She just went home, found a couch to lay on, and passed out. It's, it's This is college 101 right here. Who hasn't been there, Dan? When I first
2: saw this video, hey, Joe, when I first saw this video, I thought it was a blow-up doll. Like, look at how she's rocking back and forth, and her hand doesn't move. I I, I thought, all right, this guy brought a blow-up doll that they're removing, and look at that. Tell me that's not a blow-up doll.
0: Great point, and that, by the way, would be an amazing bit for somebody to do. Uh, I would love to see a blow-up doll at a game, uh, preferably at uh, a
2: Michigan game. Joe, let me ask you a question. Go You're ahead, an Ohio State fan. My man Herb Street. Indiana basketball is the opposite of Ohio State football. Ohio State football—they get mad when they only beat Indiana twenty to three. They want a new coach, a new quarterback, a new coordinator. Indiana basketball fans, if we beat Chicago State, we're so excited. Do you agree that Ohio State fans are a little bit over the top, or do you think that just comes with the expectations built up over 100-some years of Ohio State football?
0: Dan, you just expect excellence. You want victories that are 50-3. to But, Dan, here's the problem that Ohio State fans need to understand – It's the NIL world we're living in. You got to remember there's all sorts of intangibles, Dan. These guys, either they're waiting on the NFL contract. You know, are they giving 100%, Dan? There was questions about the Nebraska quarterback against Colorado. Was he throwing the game, Dan? Was there there 100% effort? Fans need to remember there's elements of that stuff going on. And a win is a win, folks. A win is a win. Take it and be happy with it. Ask Alabama last week.
2: That's exactly right. The president at Indiana University used to come in our locker room after wins and say thank you. And I asked him, I go, why are you telling us thank you? He goes, I know how hard it is to win. He goes, it's hard to win. You get a win, you're happy. You don't get a win, you're pissed off. But at Ohio State, if you don't get a win by enough – you're pissed off. You know one thing I've noticed. Can I can I go back to something you've said? Go ahead. Can you tell? Uh, screen caps has become so huge. People are now submitting. How are you able to, or can you, or is it easy to tell AI from the real deal?
0: Wow. Great question, because I think I'm getting A.I. emails asking me questions random questions. And I'm trying I think A.I. might be trying to infiltrate my brain, Dan. I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, guy, but I think that A.I. has been trying to infiltrate my brain because, Dan, they're like one sentence questions. And it's typically about my job. And it could be AI bots trying to infiltrate my brain. Now I don't know whether they're Russian bots, North Korean bots, or uh, Chinese bots, but I feel like they are trying to infiltrate my brain. Uh, it is hard to it is hard to tell who's real and who's not. I try to get you know some sort of feel, but I really think there's about three or four AI bots that are after me, Dan. Uh, I, I'm on high alert.
2: I wonder if this equates, like, there, there are two things when you're bald, you can always spot a toupee, all right? You can. I'm sorry. You can always spot a toupee. And I have a gift. I can always spot, a, I call it a re-rack, uh, a fake set. You know what I'm saying? I can always spot those two things. So for a dude, if they're sending you AI, I wonder if my eye for the toupee could uncover that, and I wonder if my eye for the re-rack could cover that too if they sent me something for a woman. I don't know. AI is pretty, pretty, pretty good. I don't know if either of those skills would help me. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know.
0: Listen, Dan, you have to be on high alert these days because the AI AI women, they're being pumped out left and right, and you could just be some guy in DeKalb, Illinois, just like, hey, I'm going to pump out an AI chick and make her an OnlyFans model. And dudes are falling for it, Dan. You know, guys are morons. Guys are easily separated from their money. And all of a sudden, they're at home. I mean, they're buying blow-up dolls at home, Dan. You can go on Amazon and blow up. You know, you can
2: yeah.
0: spend $5,000 $5, on a blow-up doll. So, Dan, be on high alert. That's what I try to tell everybody is be careful out there. It's a it's a wild west.
2: I do. But I, I do think I think my ability to spot a toupee in a re-rack, I think it'll serve me well. Thank you, my friend. That's Joe Kinsey, the man. Thank you, sir. Go every day, screen caps, night caps. It's fantastic. It gives you the content men want. That's one another reason you love Outkick is because we're not afraid to give you the damn content that men want. Oh, my God, you commented on a girl's boobs. Well, she's hanging them out. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? We're not supposed to? I mean, let's talk real here. Like, you're not supposed to, like, be stalker guy at the gym. There he is. Hey, can you send me that picture? I like that. That's my future right there. Ryan's on it today. Ryan, you are on it. All right, let's go. Uh, Stock up, stock down to end the week. I ain't mad about this. Look. The Atlanta Baseball Braves. Do we have to call them the Atlanta Baseball Braves? And by the way, in this crazy world of political correctness only being one-sided, must we, must we talk about the Atlanta Braves? They just made the playoffs. I feel like it's too early for teams to have clinched divisions. But you know what? The Atlanta Braves have clinched their division. It's unbelievable. And a lot of guys, the reason the Atlanta Braves are on here is because Dylan and Clay and probably Ryan and everybody's a Braves fan, they wear me out. They told me when we got Dansby Swanson, we are going to be really good in Chicago, and we're not bad. Dansby's a nice 250 hitter. I'm all in on this, ladies and gentlemen. Zach Wilson's mother being back in the spotlight. Man, oh, man, if we could get Jake Fromm's mother back in the spotlight, now we would have something. But Je- Zach Wilson, now the starting quarterback <laughs> of the freaking Jets, Zach Wilson's mom is back in the spotlight. Aren't we? Ex- I assume we have a picture of his mom, or else why would I be talking about Zach Wilson's mom? There's no reason not to have a picture. Where's Zach Wilson's mom? How can we talk about it if we don't have a picture? I'm going to show you Zach. There she goes. There you go. Zach Wilson's mom uh, is a, I don't know. She's kind of trying to be a clout chaser. She's doing all these long Instagrams. uh, And you know, she's kind of hot for a mom. Now I got to tell you, if you got, I don't know, a picture of Jake Fromm's mom, then you'd be doing something. There's his mom. Yeah. You know, when your mom is uber hot in this day and age, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, you got to be careful because uh, there's a lot of weirdness out there. Yeah, his mom's hot, but I got a feeling his mom is one of those that the more she talks, the less hot she gets. I think so. I watched an Instagram thing with her and I'm like, uh. Uh no. That's so bad of me to say. We would get canceled if this was local radio. Steve Sarkeesian, the coach of the University of Texas, is Texas back. We're going to find out, but I got to tell you, for right now, the dismantling of Alabama at Alabama was really something to see. It was. It was kind of glorious. I got to get on my mark here. It was awesome. And you know what? It wasn't only because Alabama's quarterback couldn't play dead. It was because, well, frankly, Texas was tough. Texas was very tough. And I also got to tell you, I think that Texas, I think that game carries. I think that game travels. I think that game that they play, the way they play it, I think it's going to be all right as they go on the road through a tough schedule. Now, they got Wyoming. They'll roll through that. They go to Baylor. That'll be interesting. Kansas, okay. And then it's the Red River rivalry with Texas. But really, their schedule, or, or Oklahoma, their schedule sets up pretty nice. If you're looking for somebody to go make a bet on, excuse me, to go play for the national championship, this isn't a bad move. I mean, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech, I got to tell you, the more I look at this, the more I'm saying, this team's going to be in the Final Four. This team should be undefeated. I believe that. Hey, Kevin Porter Jr. is an idiot. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. is a complete dumbass. Kevin Porter Jr. should be locked up for a long, 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 long time. There's no reason for Kevin Porter Jr. to ever walk again on a basketball court if what is being said about him is true. He beat the crap out of his girlfriend a former or current, I think she's out of the league right now, WNBA player named Gondrzak. This 23-year-old is a menace. He's been arrested numerous times. And now, putting his hands on and hitting a woman, he got to be done. He got to be done. D-U-N. This guy's an idiot. This guy's an entitled dumbass. This guy's too stupid to be walking the streets. Put him in jail. Here's what I found was funny. You know Shams, the NBA guy. Shams was talking about, well... The Houston Rockets are shopping Kevin Porter Jr. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you want Kevin Porter Jr. on your team? Do you want this oft times, oft times arrested jackass in your city? Do you want him around your daughters, your wives, your girlfriends, your transgender women? Your gay lesbians, you got to throw them in there because they'll rise up and say, we don't want him in here. And they somehow, some way have power, this little group. Seriously, do you want him in your city? The answer, of course, is no. Get him the hell out. Don't let him back in the NBA. And whatever happens in his life, happens in his life. I have no sympathy. Sympathy is between what and syphilis in the dictionary? I have none for this menace. I'm tired of Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is out for the year. He's got a strained muscle. Max Scherzer is on the Rangers, who, by the way, are absolutely tanking. The Rangers could not be tanking any more than they are. I mean tanking. Tanking, tanking. And Max Scherzer is right in the middle. Max Scherzer, I'm tired of you, you sign a big deal, get your ass playing, get your muscle fixed, or shut the hell up and go away. Simple. Oberlin College, you suck. That's my mantra. Oberlin College, Kim Russell, 27 years as a coach there. This bastion of hate, Oberlin College, this bastion of liberalism, the worst excuse for an academic institution in the great country of the United States of America, fired this woman 27 years. They didn't fire her from the university. They reassigned her to a pencil-pushing job somewhere deep in the bowels of their PE department where she has no contact for student athletes. What's her crime? I'll tell you her crime. Boys are boys, girls are girls, and boys shouldn't compete against women. That's viewed as hate speech by the dipshits at Oberlin College. It really infuriates me. It does. And it should infuriate you. I don't know Kim Russell. I know Oberlin College, America's dumbest institution. I know the women's softball coach there who is one of the funniest ladies in America, Julie Pratt. But I got to tell you, Oberlin College, I got two words for you. You suck. No, you really suck. No. You suck hard. The worst of the worst. You know, I said this earlier this week. Men's Health Magazine had it right. Two worst colleges, now they said it for men, were Brown and Oberlin College. Oberlin College, you have passed Brown. Nobody passes Brown for awfulness. Nobody passes Brown for hate disguised as not hate. Nobody. But you have, ladies and gentlemen. The Great Walls, the vaunted buildings... You suck hard. That's right. You do. I'm just saying, you do. And if you don't think you do, I don't care. Last one, Stock down, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown got into a tête-à-tête on the sidelines yesterday with Jalen Hurts. Most people, well, I'm competitive. No, you're an idiot. No, you're a dumbass. I'm sorry, you're a dumbass. It's cliche by now that the wide receiver has to act like an idiot. It's just what we've seen for years and years and years. Going back in Philadelphia, I think most of you remember Donovan McNabb having to put up with the incoherent stupidity of Terrell Owens, the incoherent selfishness. It's extended. Michael Irvin was that idiot. In fact, you got to have it in college. And last night, we saw it again. We saw it with A.J. Brown going at Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown is a cliché. The wide receiver that acts like a dumbass because I didn't get the ball or because you missed me or because something hurt his poor little feelings. A.J. Brown, you suck. A.J. Brown, though, I'm glad you're out from under the Colts. I'm glad you're no longer with the Tennessee Titans. No, really glad because, frankly, Colts don't have to play against them. Colts can't guard a guy like A.J. Brown. I don't want him playing against the Colts, and I would like for him to disrupt the Eagles. It's what dumbass wide receivers do. They're smarter than everybody. They're more competitive than anybody. No. No, no, no. They're stone-cold dumbasses. And A.J. Brown once again proved that any good wide receiver is also a stone-cold dumbass. Hey, I got some TikTok videos coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I do. The lovely Hailey Coronia joins us, the queen of TikTok, next. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Hi, right, welcome back. You know her, you love her. She is all the rage, whether it is as the queen of TikTok or lady about town in Nashville or anywhere in between. Haley Coronia joins us. Haley, uh, are you going to explain girl math to me? Do tell. I,
1: I am. So girl math is, I've been doing girl math my whole life, but girl math is a trend that's kind of taken over TikTok as of late. And it's really pissing off the guys because girls sometimes try to pretend not to know about finances, cause like that's a guy's thing. But this is really angering some guys on the internet because it's just not working with their brains. Um, so we could play this video and then we'll we'll get into it.
4: Mommy, what they
1: oh, next one, Kendall, baby. my competition one.
0: Here is girl maths If you pay cash It's free Alright <laughs> What the f*** Cancelled plans Means making money Do you get what? it What Yeah Oh
2: cause it's money You haven't spent
0: Yeah If I don't spend any money today I have double the budget tomorrow
2: <laughs> What the <laughs> I cannot deal with this Buy
0: then returned Equals profited <laughs> If you don't buy An item on sale You're losing money <laughs> That one's good
2: That so last does anyone one act- absolutely is
1: So you're you're saying you participate in Girl Math. I'm shocked.
2: Absolutely. I'm all <laughs> in on girl math. Are you kidding me? Yes. Okay. Look, so there are a few things on there
1: that I that I think are a little crazy, but some girl maths like you can't argue. What do you mean? Well, you can't argue with the fact that if you don't spend any money today, my budget is doubled tomorrow. Because if you're budgeting your money, like, oh, I can spend, you know, $100 today, $100 tomorrow. If you don't spend money one day, like you can splurge the next day. That's kind of how it works. That's the one where I'm like, I don't see why anyone's not, that's how is that not making sense to people? But here's a girl math that I use in my life, and one of my really close friends works in wealth management, but she has a little bit of a shopping addiction at the same time, so it's a little contradictory. (laughs) Um, But she always says that she justifies her large purchases by viewing them all as investments. So for example, if you get um, a sweater for $200, but you wear that sweater 100 times, I mean, you divide the $200 by per wear and then all of a sudden you wear the sweater so many times it pays for itself and then it's free. So girl math is really justifying purchases in your own head to make yourself feel better about them, to spend money and convince yourself that you're actually not spending money, which is working in this economy. I think that's why it's getting so popular right now.
2: You know, to your point, let me give you man math. You ready? To that same point, I lost a decent amount of money last week gambling on the weekend. I said, I am not going to gamble till Friday. So I figured I didn't gamble. I lost on Saturday. I, didn't, I lost on Sunday. I didn't gamble Monday. So that divided my losses in half. Right. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't know, I feel like I understand that math. I do I feel like Dude. I understand if I wear the sweater hundred times, it's two bucks a wearing that's a pretty good deal. I get it. You,
1: Dan, you are girl mathing gambling. This is unheard of. Oh. this is girl math oh. and boy math coming together. this is in beautiful harmony right now.
2: yeah Can if tell you, you do something gamble, this, this, is is, you this is true. yeah, this is true. I've had five different women over the last couple of years tell me that nobody understands women better than me. Swear to God, swear to God. Cause I get what you're saying here. I have It's like, I I get this. This makes sense to me. What else? What else?
1: Yeah. I mean, if you don't gamble Monday and Thursday, you have more money to gamble on the weekend. I mean, it's girl math is math. Okay. Um, The next thing that I had you. So obviously you know that term limits are a huge issue right now because we're seeing Mitch McConnell, he's freezing. You see Diane Feinstein, she doesn't really know what's going on. I think a lot of these people are just way too old. They take womb to tomb way too seriously. So on TikTok, there's a trend or there was a trend a few months ago where people were coming up with you know, modern day things that would send a Victorian person into a coma. And people are now bringing back that challenge or that trend and they're applying it to our old Congress people and our lawmakers. So Dianne Feinstein and Mitch McConnell, things that would send them into a coma, three sips of a Mountain Dew, a game of Twister on the first move, an old shriveled hot dog from a gas station, flaming hot Cheetos, a very windy day, I think a strong gust of wind could take either one of those out, no problem. Um, pop rocks, you know, pop rocks, the like candy that, oh, explodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So pop rocks would absolutely take out Mitch McConnell, I have no doubt. Uh, the teacups at Disneyland, all that spinning oh, is yeah. enough to take me out, so I know that they definitely wouldn't survive that. Loud noises, another press conference, and the next six months probably would take the two of those out, yeah. so. I mean, the internet is just, they're absolutely, the term limits issue is bringing both sides together and everyone on the internet is just making fun of it at this point.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I agree with all of those. I think if one of them, uh, this is going to be gross, but I think if one of them old guys, uh you know, farted loudly, it would knock them on their ass, they would break a hip, and next thing you know, we'd have a problem, pneumonia would set in, and they'd be dead. I mean, something like that totally makes sense to me. But uh, would the... With a strong wind... huh would the,
1: would the physical fart take them out, or the smell?
2: No, I think the actual, like... Thrust forward. I think when you're so frail and weak, if you get a good one, it'll move you forward. Next thing you know, you go tumbling. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I broke a hip. Son of a biscuit maker. And maybe next thing Mitch, you know, you're in the hospital. Maybe
1: Mitch McConnell is freezing in his press conferences because he's holding in a fart. And he knows that if he lets it out, That's, he's done.
2: <laughs> a friend of mine said that. He goes, look at his face. Uh,
1: yeah. He's like, I, I can't move because yeah. if I move, it's over.
2: <laughs> well, when you get to our age, you don't trust them, Haley. I did not know this would morph into fart talk, but I'm here for it. At my Never age, you don't trust them. them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you got for me? What else you got for me?
1: All right. Here's the first one. Mommy, what
4: would they put you That's a prayer candle, baby. <clears throat> so they have like the um, Mother Mary and all that. What?
1: Joe Biden, really? <laughs> that's,
2: what? That's Biden. That's, still,
1: that's, still,
2: that's that's Joe Biden. That's, that's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. When she said I'm, that,
2: Joe Biden, really?
1: Well, the prayer candle actually had the Pope's face on it. But there are, um, there are joking prayer candles that, uh,
2: that have other prayer candles.
1: No, I don't have prayer candles. I have regular candles like vanilla pumpkin spice, you know, like white girl candles, but I'm definitely not praying to Joe Biden. I can tell you that.
2: (laughs) You know, it's interesting. The other day I was just, it was like, I don't know, three o'clock in the afternoon and I was doing some work. I, I, was, I had to do some stuff, and all of a sudden, my wife went around the house and started lighting candles. I'm like, did someone die? What happened here? What, what are we praying? She goes, no, dummy. I just wanted the house to smell nice. I'm like, oh, I thought somebody was dead. I thought I was an altar boy again, lighting candles. Like, what are we doing here? All right, sure? what, give Not me the good. next one. It did, apple, baby.
4: <laughs>
3: oh no 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 no
2: <laughs> Where do that's put one the of candy my for that one
1: that's one of my favorite moments from the Trump administration it's so funny it might be tied with him yelling that picture of him yelling at the kid mowing the lawn um but yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're supposed to put. I don't know if that kid, the minion, was holding the holding a basket for Does he it, have but a bag? I don't know. But the little girl on the side is the one that made out like a bandit because the candy slid off the minion's head and right into her bag.
2: Oh yeah! What? Oh yeah! Yeah! Goes right in.
1: Oh She's yeah! like, I
2: got Look at her. <laughs> Haley, that's proof once again. No matter the age, women are smarter than men girls exactly. are smarter than boys we're seeing it right here Give i think just
1: uh, i think just two videos this week dan oh maybe one more oh, i think we do it no there's one <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god
1: what did he think was gonna happen
2: right all right if he breaks this right there he snaps it He's going to fall on the jagged edge, Haley. Right. I don't get.
1: He did launch off of that thing. He got some air, but I don't know what he thought he was going to do.
2: I think that's Ryan's. I think that's Ryan's.
1: (laughs) That is Ryan's.
2: I think that's Ryan's. Yeah, Ryan, look, here's the deal. Never forget this. As my wife says, men are so simple. Think about that. Think about what are we going to do today? Oh, we're going to go in the woods. I'm going to wear my boots, and I'm going to try to tear this uh, tree. I'm going to try to cut this tree down by jumping in the air with both feet and kicking it and snapping it. Yeah, that's a good idea. He did some
1: some boy math in his head on that one. That was behind that decision. Yeah,
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it comes out stupid. It always comes out stupid. Boy math comes out just as dumb as can possibly be. All right, I like the little girl saying, uh, or, or I like the little girl with the bag getting the candy. I thought that was awesome. Damn, you're on a roll, woman. Oh, no. that was Nick. You're on a roll. No,
1: no, no. That's oh. Nick. The candy is, that's Nick's one.
2: Yeah. Good job, Nick. You're on the board. Good job, Nick. Hey, last thing. What's, go, what's going on in Nash Vegas this weekend? What are you doing?
1: I am actually moving into a new apartment, so nothing too crazy on my end. I just have to pack. So I won't uh, be a lady out of town, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> hey, last, last thing. Let me ask you, uh, if you're on Twitter, how much money has Tommy Chong paid for his CBD ads? Do you get these CBD ads on Twitter? No. <laughs> I get these are always on. I I just lost. I just like it's every day these CBD ads come up. Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. It's like they must have spent eight billion dollars on Twitter advertising.
1: Maybe it's telling you something. You need to try it. I'm a sucker for ads. I'm mad
2: at it. (laughs) I know. I know. I, got, I think we have some up here. I think we've got CBD oil. I don't know. Creams. I don't know. Hey, have a great weekend, my friend. Thanks, Haley. You too. Love Haley. Kidding me? I will say this, though. There's not a damn thing worse. Nothing worse in the world than moving. <laughs> Congress voting on dementia meds, voting on the... Your, your, what? What? We should do a show where Ryan just and Haley and everybody just comes up with videos like this. We should do a video show where it's just like, hey, what are we doing? All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know we love points bets. You know we do. And points bets is our sponsor and it's the weekend. So I'm gonna give you a couple games that we're gonna rock and roll in. But don't forget, you put in 50 bucks in points bets, you get a free jersey personalized from fanatics.com. Yeah, and if you don't like jerseys, you can get $150 in credit to buy anything you want from fanatics.com. There it is. All you got to do is visit outkick.com bets. That's right, outkick.com bets. That's a pretty good move for you. Seriously. I love betting on the weekends, but ladies and gentlemen, I'm changing my entire betting strategy. No longer am I going to say I'm going to watch a game and I'm going to bet it. And I don't care that Indiana is getting 10 points in Lucas Oil Stadium against Louisville. You know what? Jeff Brom is the new coach at Louisville. They just beat Georgia Tech. Now, I don't think Georgia Tech's any good. I don't. But I do think this, I do think that Louisville is probably better than Indiana just because Indiana stinks. Jackson Davis, Trace, or whatever the hell his name is, uh, his brother, Trayvon Davis, Jackson Smith, uh, whatever the hell his name is, he's the quarterback. He transferred from Tennessee. Everybody's all excited because he played well against Indiana State. That's the level of sports at Indiana. But I have two bets that I'm going to give you that I really like. And they may be the only two bets that I make right now. Maryland is minus 14 and a half. I'm going to take that, but I'm also, I want to move it to 14. I'm going to move it to 14 because, well, frankly, I hate for a late touchdown, make it 21, get down to 14 and I lose. I hate that backdoor cover. Virginia, Well, Virginia stinks. They lost to James Madison at home. Maryland has Tua Tungavailoa's brother. Now, Maryland has the worst coach in Division I football. You don't believe me? Look it up. Mike Loxley is not only a bad coach, but he's a god-awful human being, as evidenced by his tenure at New Mexico. He did everything from assault coaches, sexually harassed secretaries, to have recruits riding around in his car or his son's car, I don't know which one, and get a DUI. His career was resurrected, as most are, by Nick Saban, and then he went back to the BMD or the DMV or whatever the hell they call the greater Washington area to coach the Terrapins. He's been okay. Better certainly than his 1-32 in tenure at New Mexico. But he's a god-awful football coach, but nobody's worse right now than Virginia. So I'm going to make it 14. I know it's 14 and a half on most boards, but I'm going to make it. I'm going to take it down to 14, pay a little extra juice. And then I got to tell you, this one I'm just going to do. This one I'm going to do like it's my damn job. Tennessee is playing for a national championship. And you know what? Florida is playing for some semblance of pride. But I believe this. I believe Florida is not very talented. I don't think Florida has enough to beat anybody. I don't think Florida can play dead. I think Tennessee's pretty good. This is one of my favorite games every year. Now, Billy Napier is in trouble at Florida. Billy Napier stinks at Florida. All right? Now, here's the deal. Tennessee may be down early in this game, but I don't believe, I don't even believe for a second, not even a second, that Florida thinks they can win this game, but... Here is the one thing that Florida does against Tennessee. They win at home. And I'm going to tell you, it's been since 2003 that Tennessee has beaten Florida in the swamp. Coaches include Philip Fulmer, Lane Kiffin, Derek Dooley, Butch Jones, Jeremy Pruitt, and Josh Heupel. But I agree with what Heupel said. Heupel said yesterday has nothing to do with today. Nothing. He ain't wrong about that. In fact, I would argue he's very right about that. What happened yesterday doesn't say what's going to happen today. The team you had yesterday isn't the team you have today, and it will not be the team that you have tomorrow. That's my big bet of the weekend. I have changed my stance on things. I'm going to make a big bet. Those are my two. I may parlay them together. If I parlay them together... Just to win, we'll make a little money, and I ain't mad at it. Maryland, minus 14.5, which is the current line, is minus 600. That's a little bit big for my taste, all right? Florida, because the game is seen as, well, Florida should win it. Florida, Tennessee is minus 250. So I'm only really going to – I'm going to have to pay 59% juice on that parlay. That ain't worth it to me. But you know what? Just bet them each, win money, your toes will be tapping, and you'll be happy. Pretty much how I got this figure. Don't be – excuse me. Don't be betting every game. I'll tell you the other game I'm going to take. Nebraska minus 11 – against Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois lost to Southern Illinois. Let's say that again. Northern Illinois lost to Southern Illinois. Now, Southern Illinois under Jerry Kill used to be all right. They are pretty good. Southern Illinois is like that one double A. There is not a chance in holy hell that Nebraska doesn't win this game by two touchdowns. Nebraska's players aren't great. Nebraska's players got embarrassed. Nebraska's players need to sack the living hell up. And if they don't sack the living hell up, then I can't help If you add Nebraska to this parlay of Tennessee winning and uh, Maryland winning, you get plus money. You double your money. Bet 10, you get 20. Bet 100, you get 200. I think I'm going to do that. But I also think I'm going to take Nebraska minus 11 for a lot of freaking money. I mean, a lot of money. I think that game is going to be an absolute rout. I'm sorry. I should have put that up there. Let me say it again. My bet of the weekend just changed. It is Florida losing to Tennessee. It is Maryland beating a living you-know-what out of whoever that team was. But I'm telling you right now, Nebraska's going to win by two touchdowns over Northern Illinois, and it might be more than that. Boom! Boom! This is going to be a great week. I just put a lot of money on that game. All right. Give me the Woken Dope to end the week. Great week, everybody. Great week, Nick. I'm a little cranky this morning, but that's all right. I'm a host. I'm the talent. Talent's supposed to be cranky. Damn right. Bye! What we got here? Give me the woke dope, because I gotta go potty. Oh, we didn't have woke dopes today. All right, I tell you what, I'm gonna end the show. I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to thank everybody for a great week. Thanks, everybody. Continue to watch Outkick starting on Monday. You know what? I thought about this. I thought about this, Ryan, Dylan. This looks a little bit too much like Joe Biden. There's a political writer named Adam Wren. Adam Wren is an awful human being. Adam Wren is a guy that outed an African American lady in Northwest Indiana who was a sexual assault victim to gain clout with a guy named Fred Mervin who is running for Congress in Northwest Indiana. Adam Wren called me a hollow shell of a man because I said Andrew Luck is a quitter. Well, I gotta tell you, he ain't wrong. And that picture of me, as a mummy slash alien, ain't wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, fat is not healthy. Oh God, you're punishing me now. Have a great weekend, everybody. I gotta go to the bathroom, see ya.